0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural healthcare practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now, here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard.
2: Good morning to those of you listening to our live broadcast today, June 28, 2000, uh, 2008, and hello to those of you listening to an Internet archive within a few minutes of the show close or rebroadcast Friday evenings at 8 p.m. here on Achieve Radio. There is a link on my site. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parsenia Izard, at Achieve Radio on the Internet. To call into the program, call 888-235-7374 or send instant messages during the show through the link on the Achieve Radio homepage. I think they call them In Quick Messages. Please, any problems with the Internet links, give me a call at 866-472-6094. Right now, the shows air live Saturday mornings with rebroadcasts Friday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Starting Friday, July 11, 2008, shows will air live Friday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern with the rebroadcasts Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern. So be on the lookout for that change. On this program, we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products and issues, and we do it with the experts. Only try the therapy shared here after consulting with your physician. Now, last Saturday, we did a rebroadcast of an interview with Meyer Schneider, author of Movement for Self-Healing uh, and the Yoga, uh, Yoga for Your Eyes CD. Uh, we extended that interview and, uh, in place of the herb and the asana that day. Now, if you missed that show, you can go to my website at www.amtherapies.com. Click on the Achieve Radio link to hear the show. For appointments with me and for general information, call 866-472-6094. That's 866-472-6094. Now, remember, Intuitive Monique Chapman visits every second Saturday of the month, and she will visit again July 11, 2008. Yes, that's not a Saturday. That's when we start our Friday show, so it'll be every second Friday. From that point on. Uh, At the end of that program, she'll be with us with Monique's moments. She will share her her intuition about world affairs and callers' concerns. Remember, you can purchase the book I co authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my site. Visit www.amtherapies.com to make that wonderful resource a gift to yourself and/or a friend. Today, I'm speaking with Addie Johnson, author of Life is Sweet. 333 ways to look on the bright side and find the happiness in front of you. At the end of today's program, we will discuss the herb Mulim and the asana Parzvatana asana. Now it's time for our wellness news. <music> Elderly, restless nights helped by ancient martial arts. Science Daily, June 21, 2008. More than half of all older adults complain about having difficulties sleeping. Most don't bother seeking treatment, those who do usually turn either to medications, which can lead to other health problems, or behavior therapies, which are costly and often not available close to home. Now, UCLA researchers report that practicing Tai Chi qi Chi, uh, the westernized version of the 2,000-year-old Chinese martial art, promotes sleep quality in older adults with moderate sleep complaints. The study, which will be published in the journal Sleep, is currently available in the journal's online edition. In the study, 112 healthy adults ranging in age from 59 to 86 were randomly assigned to one of two groups for a 25-week period. The first group practiced 20 simple Tai Chi Chi moves. The other participated in health education classes that included advice on stress management, diet, and sleep habits. At the beginning of the study, participants were asked to rate their sleep based on the Pittsburgh Sleep Quality Index, a self-rated questionnaire that assesses sleep quality, duration, and disturbances over one month time interval. The study found that the Tai Chi Chi uh, group showed improved sleep quality and the remission of clinical impairments, such as drowsiness during the day and inability to concentrate, compared with those receiving health education. Don't laugh at my pronunciation of this Chinese martial art, please. The Tai Chi Chi participants showed improvements in their own self-rating of sleep quality, sleep duration, and sleep disturbance. Quote, poor sleeping constitutes one of the most common difficulties facing older adults. Uh, End quote, said lead study author Michael, Dr. Michael Irwin, uh, the Norman Cousins Professor of Psychiatry and Biobehavioral Sciences at the David Giffin School of Medicine at UCLA and director of the UCLA Cousins Center for Psychoneuroimmunology. Irwin noted that 58% of the adults age 59 and older report having difficulty sleeping at least a few nights each week. However, sleep problems remain untreated in up to 85% of people. And for those who do seek help, the usual remedy is a sedative. The sedatives can cause side effects, according to Irwin. Quote, it's not uncommon for older adults to experience daytime confusion, drowsiness, falls and fractures, and adverse uh, interactions with other medications they may be taking, end quote, he said. And while most health professionals generally agree that physical exercise enhances sleep quality. Given the physical limitations of the elderly, rigorous exercise might not be an option. That's why Tai Chi She, with its gentle, slow movements, is an attractive exercise option for the elderly population. Quote, it's a form of exercise virtually every elderly person can do, and this study provides more across-the-board evidence of its health benefits. End quote, Irwin said. The research piggybacked on a study published in April 2019 2007 by Irwin that showed Tai Chi Sha boosted the immune system of elderly people suffering from shingles. Other studies then at UCLA have shown that Tai Chi Sha can help people who suffer from tension headaches and have suggested that it may aid in decreasing high blood pressure. Very interesting. Okay, now, as I said earlier, my guest is Addie Johnson. Now, Addie Johnson grew up in Minnesota and San Francisco, uh, went east to Vassar College, and stayed put in New York. She is an actor and helps run Rising Phoenix Rep, a small developmental theater company. Addie Johnson also an editor and writer, and this is her second book. Uh, She is also an editor and writer, and this is her second book. She lives in Brooklyn with her family who help her remember every day that life is sweet. So at the end of the break, we will return with Addie. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. This portion of the program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies now in Winwood, Pennsylvania. You can visit my website, www.amtherapies.com, and call our number for appointments, 866-472-6094. That's 866-472-6094. You are hearing us live from the Internet. We'll be back with Addie Johnson, author of Life is Sweet, 333 ways to look on the bright side and find the happiness in front of you.
3: Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures
2: Yes, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Remember, on my site, www.amtherapies.com, you can preview and purchase the book I co-authored called 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. My chapter is Naturopathy. Oh, yes, and I want to let you know, Mark Allen uh, graduated last week, uh, and he's all set with college. And unfortunately, I'm not going to tell you where he's going, as I promised, because I want to give him a little privacy. So I'm not going to divulge that. Finally, he's getting some privacy. Okay, so thank you. But know that he's well. Okay, we are talking with Addie Johnson, author of Life is Sweet, 333 Ways to Look on the Bright Side and Find the Happiness in Front of You. Good morning, Addie. Good morning, Brydenia. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a a joy. Uh, You know, we did have uh, MJ Ryan some time ago. Oh, was nice. it was nice to sort of get that connection with your forward. Uh, I was uh, that was very that that always makes you feel good. It feels like you're in the in the zone with people that you're dealing with. Absolutely,
4: she's great.
2: Now, um, before we get into the book and everything, I just have a few questions here. Um, what encouraged you to stay in New York? I mean, it's where I grew up, so I feel oh, like it is. <laughs> wonderful state in the world, but what made <laughs> you decide to stay? Well, I, and I'll ask you what made you decide to leave, but I am... Um... Barrage, barrage, oh, barrage. okay, okay. <laughs> well, I
4: came here sort of aimless, as many of us are, as we finish up college and think about how to start our lives. Uh, and I knew from, I had gone to a, a high school for the arts in San Francisco and came here to sort of get, I guess, a quote-unquote real education, whatever that means, um, a liberal arts education, and then just kind of ended up here in my aimlessness and and never left. I, this is really the place to be. But as you said, both I and my husband are actors, and we run a small theater company. And for theater, this is really the only city to be in <laughs> um, in many ways. I mean, there is a lot of wonderful theater around the country, and we've actually spent the last 10 months traveling to different theaters around the country with different shows, but this is the place to get those regional theater jobs, too. So,
2: Well, certainly being in the arts, you have to keep that positive focus um, oh, yes. because oftentimes in the beginning the jobs are few and far between. Yes. But um, that's really nice that you have a rep uh, a repertory company out there. That's, uh, that's something. Thank you. Okay, I don't. I know that's not why you're here this morning specifically, but I needed to find out. Being so it's an all, have, it's all have, Yes, most definitely. Okay, well, now have you always been a writer? You know, as a child, coming up with poems and things of that nature, or did that as, no. a, evolve as you, uh, in your adult years?
4: No, no. I think I've always been interested in in reading and writing, and and writing as a form of expression. But I, the the opportunity to To write books has only come up and only been particularly interesting to me in the last few years. I mean, I was an English major in college and all of that, so it's always been a part of who I am. But um, just the chance to to actually sit down and and write something that other people are going to read has been really exciting.
2: Well, now, I'm certain most of my listeners, well, some of my listener, listeners are sitting there wondering, well, why 333, why not 334? <laughs> I love what you said in your book about it, so I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to share that with the, the listeners.
4: Okay, well... Um, I'm just going to read, actually. It says, why a list of 333 things? I could claim that a mystic oracle told me this number and that by repeating it in a whisper while closing your left eye and stirring your coffee counterclockwise, you could have unlimited power and influence over the stock market and have reliable premonitions of the color trends for spring or the Philly who's going to run away with Derby this year. But no, reason one is about simplicity. Life is sweeter when it's simple, and a lot of the time it's simple things that make life sweet, and 333 is a nice, simple number. The second reason is that most people, myself included, think life can't be sweet all the time, so 333 is a nod to that eminently sensible idea. Forget Sweet 365, Sunday through Saturday, rain through shine all year long. 333 gives you a few days to be a year to be crabby if you must.
2: (laughs) I thought that was so nice. (laughs) Yes, ladies and gentlemen, she has a sense of humor, and it's throughout the book. And you share some some of the things I love the most, which are quotes, wonderful quotes throughout the book. And it's just a very nice... Nice, very enjoyable read. Um, And uh, you open with a quote, um, well, actually, M.J. uh, Ryan puts it in there. Uh, As you wander through life, my friend, whatever be your goal, keep your eye upon the donut and not upon the hole. What does that mean to you? And I'm certain it has a lot to do with your inspiration for the book or something maybe. But share what that means for you.
4: Absolutely. Well, I think it's just a wonderful, succinct, and like you said, humorous way to look at this. I think that if, you, if you're taking yourself too seriously, it's actually proven in studies, that if, if people who are exposed to certain classical music who are asked beforehand to think about whether it makes them happier, the net effect often ends up that they're not as happy afterwards, whereas people who are just asked to listen to the music report that they're much happier after listening to it so it's sort of strange that if you're picking up this book looking for happiness you might actually be one of these people who's and i I count myself in this group who is so obsessed with happiness or finding some kind of happiness that that you're actually leading yourself down the other path um so it's just for me a reminder to keep it simple stupid (laughs) you know (laughs)
2: which is
4: just think about the donut, not the whole. It's not as hard as we like to think, and it's not as serious as we as we sometimes think. Um, sometimes it's just about the donut. <laughs>
2: You're right, right, very good. Now, you also have another quote in there, um, and I, I promise the whole interview is not going to be about your quotes. Okay. But this was another nice one uh, by Shakespeare, Joy Delights in Joy. Hmm. Uh, I, I I think that's a, also something good for people to keep in mind, and, and if you'd like to elucidate on what that means for you.
4: I think it's that joy is exponential, as love is exponential. You know, there's no... Um, that when when your joy gets together with somebody else's, you know, we have things like marriages and babies and successful collaborations and partnerships, and that joy sort of seeks out other joy and multiplies, and that you can use that almost as a mathematical concept to increase the joy in your life. So by just, that's part of the inspiration behind the book is just Finding and writing down and sharing things that make me happy, or have made me happy, or family and friends that have, you know, had experiences that make them happy, to just kind of get a critical mass of joy that then can can kind of keep going into the world.
2: So now, when your friends and family realized you were doing this book, did they? I assume they had some uh, contributions to make to your they did, they did. It,
4: it, and and a lot of it is stuff that they didn't know they were contributing which is the danger of knowing a writer right you're going to end up with i actually just showed the book to my to my husband's grandfather and he started reading he said well where'd you get all this and i said i keep my ears open you told me all of this and he, you know and he was he was surprised and i think happy with it so but it it's it's funny, once you start to kind of open your ears to a certain theme or a certain idea, it, it really comes flooding in from all directions.
2: Well, now, in your introduction, you sort of break it up into three three things or three, sex, or three uh, themes, uh, modern inconveniences, the pursuit of happiness, and the health connection, and then uh, buried treasure. Why those three elucidate to give our listeners an idea of, where you're coming from with the book, and what they should anticipate.
4: Um, well, I think, and the, the the book itself is also broken down into eight eight chapters that, oh, yeah. like you say, sort of go through those various themes. I think my my idea partly was just to organize my own thoughts that you know, um, these stories and these anecdotes kind of fit into different ideas, and also to give readers a chance to say, well. You know there's a chapter on kids and animals. well, I hate kids and animals, so I'm gonna skip that <laughs> you know that doesn't make me happy um, or just what you're what you're focusing on in your thinking, you know, whether it's about sort of goal there's a chapter on goals and greatness, about following your calling and finding you know finding who you are in a way and an inspiration for doing that, so that there's ways to, to use the book not as a, necessarily to sit down and read the whole thing. there are ways to go through and pick out what's meaningful to you and your situation and your life at the moment.
2: So give us an example of a modern inconvenience.
4: Oh, let's see. <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: just one.
4: As <laughs> I was writing the book, actually, you'll see in the introduction, we came home one day to this is, you know, living in New York City, came home one day to a completely ransacked apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd been broken into and, uh, you know, computers had been stolen. And my computer had been stolen with my, you know, two-thirds of the book having been written, and no backup copy. So that's a modern inconvenience, (laughs) (laughs) for one. And I sort of, you know, for as you do, for a couple of days afterward, I sort of spiraled and got very depressed and thought, oh, you know, what am I going to do, and felt very sorry for myself. And then after that, I realized, you know, what, as my friend Julie said the other day, like, Okay, I can feel all of that stuff, but what is it getting me? <laughs> you know what is it? It's not getting me a book, that's for sure. And it's not getting me the energy and the joy that I'm going to need to recreate the book. So in the end, I think it was actually a blessing because I was able to go back through a lot of the stuff and reevaluate what I had written just mentally and, and what what stuck and what was important and what stuck in my memory and what stuck with friends and family and all of that, was the stuff that was hopefully the best in the book. I'll never know because the other's gone, but I'm just going to tell myself that (laughs) and and carry on. And that's, you know, I think we all deal with that modern inconvenience stuff, you know, big and small all of the time. And we have to find ways to not let it predominate our psyche and get us down.
2: Well, now in terms of pursuit of happiness and the health connection, give us uh, one tidbit out of there.
4: Well, that would be your <laughs> probably part, partly your uh, purview, but I, I think, I mean, there are many, many studies from, um, I'm forgetting his name at the moment, but sort of the father of laughter therapy. Um, I don't, maybe you'll know him. This guy in the in the 70s was told he had a chronic and eventually uh, a disease that would kill him pretty quickly. And he decided to lock, literally lock himself in a hotel room, take mega doses of vitamin C, and watch slapstick and old funny movies and laugh himself silly all day long. He prescribed his own laughter therapy and ended up living for like 10 years or something beyond the, you know, beyond the expectation. So it's, and that sort of began a whole... There, there is a very serious um, scientific study of of laughter and health and happiness and health, and more importantly probably happiness, as I define it, which is tying it to to a sense of purpose in your life. Um, every you know if you read anything about the the centenarians, I think that's how you say it, the people who are a hundred years old and over in, in our world today, they all have you know, a certain set of characteristics almost across the board. And one of them is a sense that their life is important, no matter what it is. You can have that sense in any walk of life. You can have that sense as a janitor. You can have that sense as a professor. You can have that sense as a health practitioner. Um, But that that comes from a sort of inner well-being that feeds your physical well-being.
2: Yes, and we have talked about it often on the program, but it's always nice to have somebody else say it in a different way so that it resonates a little bit differently with people. We've even talked about how just using the smile muscles has a positive impact on your health. Absolutely. uh, Whether you're laughing or thinking about something funny or not, there's definitely a connection. Okay, give us an example of a buried treasure. A buried treasure, oh, boy. (laughs) You should have known this was where I was going. <laughs> I know,
4: I know. Well, I think, I mean, part of the, you know, the the subtitle of the book is Life is Sweet, 333 Ways to Look on the Bright Side and Find the Happiness in Front of You.
2: Mm. The
4: buried treasure for me is partly just about opening your eyes, that the happiness is in front of you, that you don't have to work work hard to find it, but you do have to open your eyes. And that, so that the unburying is about sort of just opening up your your ideas and your um, noticing powers, as it were, you know, starting to people watch. Uh, that's one of my, you know, maybe it's because I'm an actor, a theater person, but that's always been one of my great sources of inspiration and joy is to just watch people. So one of the buried treasures I can think of is um, <laughs> this, you know, in, in New York, we had probably other cities, we have... Um, fruit stands of people on the street who sell fruit and, you know, various other things. But there are specifically these guys that just stand around and sell fruit and nuts. And um, one day I was getting something from somebody, you know, I, I think I wanted like one plum and I handed the guy a $20 bill, which is, you know, that's a pain and pain for him. And so I sort of apologetically handed it to him and he immediately whisked it out of my hand with a smile and, and started, he, grabbed like a $10 bill out of his front left pocket and a $5 bill out of his front right pocket. And he had a, um, a coin purse laying on the table. And he had literally, he did this little dance where he put together, you know, $19.75 and like, you know, smiling the whole time and doing this dance and handed it over. And I said, I said, I'm so sorry I gave you all that money. And he said, well, this is how customers are made happy. I
1: thought well,
4: there you go. I mean that's very tre- you know that to me is very treasure. Maybe somebody wouldn't you know consider that treasure but just a moment that sort of brings you out of your everyday drudgery to me is is very treasure.
2: I think also you mentioned earlier that when you open your mind to something or you focus on a particular thing all of a sudden you see it uh more visibly around you you notice it more and I think that has that sort of ties into what you're saying what it what once was buried becomes unburied as you just simply open yourself up to it as you said very nice. Okay, and yes, you said there are eight sections, yes, to your book and um and I'm not going to penalize you for jumping to one of the my last questions when Uh-oh. you were talking That case, uh, you know, that you uh, share at toward the end of your book. So I'm not going to penalize you for that. But anyway, (laughs) I wanted to make sure I got that in. in, in Nonetheless, Um, section one here: love and other forces for good in the world. Live like giving, sharing, and finding money. are you laughing at me, or was there something special you wanted no, to no, share? No, no, I think oh. I think
4: that's funny. Finding that you know, force for good in the world
2: is finding money. I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh at my own stupid joke. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> it, it's humorous. Everything you have in here is definitely hu- humorous, and it's done in such a subtle way that. You have to smile. You have to, you know, there has to be a smile coming across your face as you read them. Um, friends, two is friends, family, and foreigners. Heaven is other people. Three, kids and animals, keeping up with whippersnappers, fur balls, scales, and feathers. I mean, whether you like animals or not, you have to find that interesting, or at least from my perspective. Uh, Four, healthy, wealthy, and wise, balancing push-ups and popsicles, ohm, and oh my gosh. Five, laughing it up, a grain of salt goes a long way. Six, creation, inflation, nature, art, and the magic of making something out of nothing. Seven, stuff, no stuff, double stuff, the thrill of abundance, the glory of simplicity, and trashing our all or nothing attitude. Eight, goals and greatness. Follow your calling and I don't mean how many roll over minutes you get <laughs> the end plan as the nose, plane sorry as the nose on your face um, so that gives our listeners an overview of what's in the text and uh, when we get back from break we'll be able to go into more depth with everything but um, do you have a website or uh, any email information you want to share with the I think listeners? The best
4: thing is to go right onto Amazon to get the to get the book. Um, you can get it also in all your local bookstores. There is a website for Canari Press, which is the publisher, which is uh, I believe it's C O N A R I Press dot com.
2: Okay, well, you'll have time during the break to make sure, because we certainly don't want to send them to the wrong place. I know, <laughs> I know,
4: I'll look. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, um, okay, love and other forces. Share some of the um, tidbits in that section. I want to call it a chapter. But no. <laughs> sure.
4: Yeah, I know, I think it is a chapter. Go ahead. <laughs> call uh, it whatever formless. you want. Um,
2: Less formal than that. Go ahead.
4: Well, I, I think for me that the, the – Most meaningful one of of that is, is the very last one, which is number 30 of our 333, which is, you know, scratch the surface of every good thing in the world and you'll find love. So you've got generosity, which is the love of giving freely. You've got listening, which is the love of tuning in. Keeping promises, the love of following through. Forgiveness, being the love of self. Peace, the love beyond self. Understanding is the love underneath it all. Curiosity is the love of knowledge, and justice is a love for fellow human beings. So, really, all the great things in the world come from love, I think.
2: Okay, hold that thought. You're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Do check out my I'm All on my website, uh, www.amtherapies.com. And we'll be back with Addie Johnson, author of Life is Sweet 333 Ways to Look on the Bright Side and Find the Happiness in Front of You.
3: Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com
1: or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies.
2: You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izark, July 5, 2008, my guest will be Colette Barron-Reed. Well, that'll be her third visit with us, I believe. Uh, she's the author of Message from Spirit and, as you recall, the book Remembering the Future. At the end of that program, we will discuss the herb mustard and the asana, vatana Asana. Uh, we are back with Addie Johnson, author of Life is Sweet, 333 Ways to Look on the Bright Side and Find the Happiness in Front of You. Call 888-235-7374. That's 888 235 Five seven three seven four to ask questions. Uh, I just have to mention my my uh, the. The tech gentleman, Bill, is probably cracking up at that last uh, close. He says that it's amazing how much we fit in one hour. Uh, we will be expanding the program later on this year, so that's part of the reason. But, um, Addie, I'm sorry we had to go to break at that point. But, yes, I think love is a, a critical reality that people have to incorporate in their lives. And I think the more they do, the more that happiness and uh, being on the positive side, you know, looking at focusing on the donut and all of that pretty much fall into place or more easily do.
4: I think so, yeah.
2: Okay. And, and, oh, and I love... want to
4: correct myself on the, on the website.
2: Ah, good. <laughs>
4: Sorry about that, everybody. It's <laughs> www.canari.com. I'll spell that, C-O-N-A-R-I.com. Or just
2: probably the easiest is just go to Amazon and look up Life Is Sweet. Okay, good. And now I'm certain people realize that the theme for this program, the opening theme for the program, is Barry White's love theme, and I did that on purpose because (laughs) I I think that love concept is such so important, and um, uh, not only on a serious note but also on a humorous note, love is important. Okay, now when in your second section. Uh, friends, Family, and Foreigners, Heaven is Other People. Now, what are you talking about there with that title? Well,
4: I think there's a great quote from the, from the Dalai Lama that uh, I won't read the whole thing, but he says, um, in my own limited experience, I have found that the more we care for the happiness of others, the, is our, the greater is our own sense of well-being. Cultivating a close, warm-hearted feeling for others automatically puts the mind at ease. It helps remove whatever fears or insecurities we may have and gives us the strength to cope with any obstacles we encounter. So I think part of the happiness equation is when we're thinking about whether or not we're happy or ways to be happier, we're thinking about ourselves in a limited way. I'm not um, in a way that might be cutting us off from the happiness that's possible through and with and in service of other people. I think we forget about that a lot, and a lot of self-help, to me, or stuff like this, focuses on um, sort of self-fulfillment in a way that I sometimes think can be counterproductive. I don't think that's the intention behind any of it, but um, I think we can really do ourselves a big favor by putting our lives in the service, literally, of other people and not in a servitude way, but um, in, a, in a true spirit of giving, and that that actually feeds the self and the happiness more than uh, a more exclusive or narrow focus on yourself. That's the sort of academic reason. And then the other reason is like what I said about the fruit guys; just great to just be in contact with other people because they're crazy and wonderful.
2: Well, you're absolutely right, uh, and we have talked about... From the perspective of a psychologist, uh, how therapeutic reaching out to others and being helpful to others can be. They've actually uh, documented the positive effects with. Patients who may be suffering from depression or other types of psychological challenges, and when they are uh, instructed to reach out or assisted or guided, guided in that process, they do get better. Uh, and it's, it's quite amazing, uh, I guess, you know, uh, when you think about it, uh, that something just that basic and simple can be so very helpful. Yeah. Um Now you say, uh, oh, we have a listener, a caller. Sorry, listener caller, Lewis from New York is on the line. Good morning, Lewis.
1: Good morning.
2: We have a guest from you, from your city, actually, on the program. So, do you have a question for Addie Johnson this morning?
4: Well, uh, actually, uh, um, so much of them, she is—it's so explicit. Uh, and her, her elucidation is so clear um no I, I the thing the only thing i wanted to address that was uh, uh, uh at my tender years of, uh, you know uh, I'm, I'm 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 eighty years old um i find that uh, to maintain uh, an attitude of gratitude is a uh, is very important and keeping uh I look on the bright side of life.
2: Okay, putting that in the form of a question. Addie, do you feel that gratitude is something that uh has a lot to do with one's happiness?
4: Absolutely. Well it got you this far. So I would <laughs> stick with it. No, I think yeah. I think go ahead.
1: And the, oh, and the other thing was uh, uh <laughs> how important do you feel forgiveness is?
4: Uh, i think forgiveness is right up there with with gratitude i think it's actually uh something we tend to overlook particularly forgiving ourselves because again as as my friend julie said you know we can hang on to it and it might be important to us on some level to hang on to it but what is it really getting us if we're not forgiving ourselves what is it what is the net effect what is what does it mean if we're not forgiving ourselves? What does it mean we're withholding from the world and from ourselves and from our family and friends? It, it, I think yes. refusing to forgive others or yourself means means you're withholding something um, of yourself that that could be useful and wonderful for the world to have.
1: Oh, okay. beautiful.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling, Lewis Okay, yeah, good. I guess he's going there. You have a very, um, in your Section 3, Chapter 3, Kids and Animals Keeping Up with Whippersnappers. I love that word. I use it on occasion myself. (laughs) (laughs) Fur balls, scales, and feathers. Um, You have something here. You start out with, did you know scientists still aren't sure exactly what purring is? Now I'm just I don't have a cat, um, but it, I, I that's a very curious way to start one of your little humorous things. Do you remember which one this one is? I think
4: so. I think I found it here.
2: You're number quick, six- but I think
4: I've got <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and number sixty six.
2: You go on to say, uh, we hear it when we're scratching that special spot, but cats do it when they're agitated or hurt, too. And one crazy theory I've read is that purring is in a range of sound frequencies that can improve bone density and help muscles heal, thus contributing to the famous nine lives as our feline friends. I suppose trying a cat sorry, tying a cat to your plaster cast to help heal a broken bone might be a downside or two, but still, might have a downside or two, but still, I can't help but wonder if kitties' healing power uh, powers are communicable. I think that is delightful. Well, being a healthcare practitioner, I thought that was wonderful.
4: <laughs> right, well, don't go tying any cats to anybody. It won't be. <laughs> no, no, not that. But no, definitely
2: kidding. hanging around long enough and encouraging their purring. Well,
4: yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I think we we overlooked that sort of vibrational stuff a lot and and it's it was great for me to just hear oh that's a, a real scientific theory about you know um a lot of this stuff that a lot of us believe in about alternative medicine and all that is not you know not necessarily embraced by people and then you read something like that that it's like oh well this is probably maybe how how cats heal themselves literally so let's let's be around that more
2: Mm, most definitely. Um, now, is there anyone out of that b- group other than the one I selected that sort of is special to you?
4: Um, well, I love the story. There's a story um, in and a few more on number sixty-nine. Uh, my husband was working at a theater out in Cincinnati, and the other play in there, or they had a, I guess a traveling act that was coming through that was a circus, but that they didn't, you know, an indoor circus, small. Family thing, and they happened to have tiger cubs. Um, these people who were running the circus, and they had to bring them with them wherever they went because they were babies. They weren't in the show, but
1: they were there. And they
4: invited my husband to this little apartment where they were staying <laughs> with tiger cubs. I mean, how cool is that? And he he described at one point he got up to leave, and this you know little fur ball, maybe a 25 pound thing lunged at the back of his knee and took him down in one strike in one strike and he thought this is this is absolutely amazing i mean this is an animal that from you know infancy can take down a grown man if he's not ready for it you know it's like that just that level of instinct and um and just being able to be that close to a wild animal is is or i guess captive wild animal and see that that kind of instinct and that level of of just fulfillment of what a, you know, what a tiger is. You know, it's like, that's just so cool. So that was one of my
2: favorite stories from that. I'm certain it was yours. Was it his?
4: <laughs> well, I know exactly. Once he got down on the floor,
2: I don't know. That is amazing. Uh- uh, again, okay, then, then section four, I, I, you have to forgive me. I'm sitting here smiling. I I just enjoyed going through this so much and reading so much of it. Um, four, healthy, wealthy, and wise, balancing push-ups and popsicles. Oh, oh my gosh. Now, you know you have to talk about that. One. <laughs> well, oh, I'm sorry. Just give us a little tease because we've got about 50 seconds before we go to break.
4: Oh, man. Okay, well, I think, again, it's, a, it's kind of about the – you know, you can't, you can't be the perfect health person or the perfect meditation person all the time. You've got to let yourself off the hook. You've got to have the non-sugar-free popsicle, and you've got to talk on the phone and be a total teenager sometimes. And that's just as good for your, for your health as the oming and the push ups.
2: Oh, (laughs) Okay, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Uh, We will be back with Addie Johnson, author of Life is Sweet, 333 ways to look on the bright side and find the happiness in front of you.
3: Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation.
2: You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Remember my book, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. Purchase it on my site. Uh, And, yes, William Penn's Mark Allen graduated last week. And first I wasn't going to tell you anything about where he's going to college, but I will tell you it's outside of Pennsylvania. So (laughs) that's not going to be much help, but at least you know he's settled and all set. Uh, We are back with Andy Johnson, author of Life is Sweet, Three hundred and thirty three ways to look on the bright side and find the happiness in front of you. Call eight 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 two three five seven three seven four. That's eight 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 two three five seven three seven four with your questions. Um now Addie before we go on to a couple more of these, I did want to <clears throat> excuse me, stop and ask you, you know, when people are in the midst of uh Traumatic or challenging or lesson-provoking uh, circumstances. What is a good process they might follow when it comes to trying to reconnoiter and get back into the happiness mode, and you know, start to be positive thinkers again or, uh, or positive per- perceivers again?
4: Sure, I think um, you know, there's there are everything from the cheapest, simplest things, which may or may not work in the moment, to a more profound thing. But some of my favorite, you said the thing about the smile muscles, you know, so just forcing yourself to turn up the corners of your mouth, even if you don't feel it, will eventually have an effect. Another one of those that I love is, uh, I had a teacher who suggested that you look at the horizon. Mm. Um, So no matter where you are, although it's a little hard to do in New York City, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Without <laughs> oh, running into people and in buildings, um, to just but his point was just to elevate your gaze, literally, so that you're looking out in front of you. You're looking uh, far and beyond, uh, and that will sort of free up the muscles in your eyes and your neck, which are all connected to various things in your brain. And your eyes and your optic nerves are connected to the pleasure center of your brain, so. Um, just literally changing the focus of your eyes without trying to do anything to make yourself happier. Like I said, if you're sitting around pondering uh, about how to be happy and why you're not happy, often the end result is more unhappiness. So in some ways, you want to trick your brain and your body into happiness without thinking too much about it. So simple physical things, I think, are, are great for that, that laughing and turning up your you know, smile and, um, things like that. And then there, you know, that's important stuff to do on an almost daily exercise basis, just things to do when you find yourself, um, at a loss, uh, day to day. And then I think there's the more profound stuff, which is taking the time to really evaluate your life when you're in a funk and to almost that set some goals and some exercises for yourself. This book, in a way, is an exercise for me. I mean, I'm not certainly happy all of the time. That's You know, the the grumpy if you must is is just as much about me as anybody else. Um, And I decided and thought, having read the suggestion, there's um, a number of studies about writing down things you're grateful for at the end of the day. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to start writing things down that make me happy. Um, so that I gave myself sort of an exercise and a, and a plan to do that. And uh, I think it's helped. <laughs> so giving yourself a more structured thing and, and thinking about um, what, what will fulfill you and what choices will fulfill you in a more a broader sense about your whole life, I think will help.
2: Okay, so I, I would guess that that would um, be part of what you would suggest people do when it comes to their seeking inner peace and, and all of that as well, or is there anything else you would add?
4: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that if you're, um, like I said, if you're looking for um, inner peace, the best path to that, is, you know, there's an Einstein quote about, if, you know, you're looking for happiness. Tie it to a goal rather than to people or to things. And I think he he doesn't mean the goal of making a lot of money. He means um, a, a a sense of purpose. So finding I think the key to real inner peace is finding that sense of purpose and as much as you can. Nobody and not beating yourself up for not. You know, your choices and your actions might not all fall right in line with that sense of purpose. You still have to do the laundry, which may have nothing to do with your life's work, but, you know, you can can find ways that everything that you do, big and small, sort of feeds in directly or indirectly to, to that sense of purpose.
2: Well, time does fly, um, and I, I, I didn't warn you in advance, but I'm, you're doing very well at this spontaneous stuff. So I want to ask you, she laughed, I want to ask you for your, what you would give as your final words of wisdom when it comes to this whole concept of, you know, seeing the sweet in life.
4: Oh man! Um, <laughs> I finally, well, now that you have said that, I can't do anything on this spot. No, um,
2: it's an improv. It's an it, improv. It's an, exactly, it's an improv.
4: <laughs> I think again, it's just the the idea. You know, sit down and write your write your own book. Make your own scrapbook of of what these what the meaningful things to you are. At the very least, you've had a few laughs and a few great memories. Um, and, and read this book, of course, and pass it on to friends. Because I think that um, this uh, this pursuit that we're all sort of in the middle of this life is made sweeter and happier by attention to the things that are already around us. So, and finding balance and and opening ourselves up to to balance and to the excitement and the passion and and the sweetness that. That's already there. You don't have to. That's the other great thing about this book. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to do anything. It's all already kind of done for you out in the world. So as long as you can, can just sort of open up to it, it's already there.
2: Hmm. Okay, you did well. Very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, thank you so much for spending this time with us and uh, sharing your happiness with Thanks. us.
4: Thank you, Prathina. I'm just going to say this so that my publishers don't kill me. The book, again, is called Life is Sweet, and it's called yes. 333 Ways to Look on the Bright Side and Find the Happiness in Front of You. Excellent. Thanks you so have much. Have
2: a good morning. Okay, bye-bye. You
4: too. Bye-bye.
2: Okay, I think we're going to be able to do our herb of the day. Uh, today's herb is muleen. Uh The part used medicinally are the least. Oh, there you go. Vitochemicals include beta carotene, beta sitosterol, coumarin, hesperidin, saponins. Uh, nutrients include calcium, iron, magnesium, manganese, phosphorus, potassium, selenium, zinc, vitamins B1, B2, B3, and C. According to Balk and Balk, it acts as a laxative, painkiller, and sleep aid. Taking internally, it aids in getting rid of warts, clears congestion, is useful for asthma, bronchitis, difficulty breathing, earache, hay fever, and swollen glands. Used in kidney formulas to soothe inflammation also. and in deference to those of you who you know, feel that the yoga went a little too fast, I'm, we're not going to fit it in today, and we'll take time next time to expand that a little bit uh, for those of you who try to do it as I say it. Okay. Uh, you have been listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard, um, bef- uh, And, you know, we're on Achieve Radio. Um, but actually, I realized uh, my wonderful Bill has given me a, a little extra time here, so it looks like I will be able to do the herb of the, uh, the herb, the yoga asana for today. Now, to, oh, he's so good! Uh, it's Parvrita Artha Sandrasana. Uh, you stand in Tadasana, inhale, and jump the legs three and a half to four feet apart, arms stretched sideways. Turn the left leg and foot about 60 degrees in, the right foot about 90 degrees out. Line up the feet. The line between the feet is the center over which the trunk extends and turns. Exhale and go into Pavrita Trikonasana with the left hand beside the outer edge of the right foot and the right arm stretched up and the truck turned back. Stay for two to three breaths. Then the right knee. Place the left hand about one foot forward in line with the right foot and take the left foot slightly in. Take the body weight and the hips forward, straighten the right leg and raise the left leg to hip level, turning it so that the knee and big toe point down and the the back of the leg faces the ceiling. Stretch the right leg up, keeping the heel and toes steady and the arch lifted. Stretch the left leg back, extending the heel, the sole of the foot and the toes. Turn the trunk, lowering the left hip and left side of the trunk and moving them to the right, raise the right side and revolve it back. Uh, Extend the spine from the coccyx. Keep the left leg firm. Press the fingertips of the left hand into the floor. Revolve the arm outward and bring the left side of the trunk forward. Finally, stretch the right arm up strongly. Turn the head and look up. Balance for 20 to 30 seconds. Exhale, bend the right leg and take the left leg back and down. Do pararita chikanasana. Inhale, come up, and turn to the front. Repeat, and jump the legs together and bring the arms down. Uh, for next week, our guest will be, which is July 5, 2008, our guest will be Colette baron reed her third visit, uh, author of Message from Spirit and Remembering the Future. Um, we will be mustard, the herb, and the asana Parsvatanasana. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom be well.
0: Hi, hey everybody. This is James Martinez from The Cashflow Show. I want to ask you one question and one question only. You're ready to change your life. Now, as you begin to think about that question, how many of you are swimming in credit card debt, tired of your credit cards controlling your life, behind in your payments, struggling to make ends meet, worried about your financial well-being? You're going to end that now. Enough is enough. This is hot. Are you ready to feel good now? That's right. Call our 800 number and listen to the 12-minute overview. It explains who we are and what we do to end your credit card debt. Leave your name and number after the message and do it today. Call 888-213-7655. That's 888-213-7655. Freedom is a phone call away. Away. Away for you to feel good now. 888-213-7655. 888-213-7655. Eight 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 two one three seven six five five.